Hello, my name is Mark Hybers, and I am your host for Tinker Talks, uh, filling in for Jillian Coleman this month. This is a podcast that touches on all things Tinker. Uh, if you're curious about what goes on behind the gates, this is the place to find out in audio format. Uh, this month's guest, we are sitting down once again with the installation commander, Colonel Kenyon Bell, and we are going to talk about some updates to the landscape of Tinker, as well as where we are going in the future. Colonel Bell? Thanks for coming back in and taking time out of your busy schedule to sit back down and chat. Mark, with us. it's great to be here again. I think it's been a little while since we did our first podcast, so uh, very timely that we get together right now. A lot going on here at Tinker. Yes, sir. We have a lot going on <laughs> yes. here. Yes. Good. So help us help us understand uh, maybe what's going on around the base right now. We've completed completed some big construction sure. projects. We have more coming. Yeah. Yeah. So well. I think the, the way that I would frame it first of all is uh, we have to see everything through the lens of security. Mm-hmm. A lot of our construction updates that are going on right now are all surrounding making sure that the base is secure. We've got over 26,000 people that work on the installation. I've mentioned before that when you talk about the dependents and so forth, we're a small city of 30,000 plus folks. And it's important that when folks come onto the installation to do their business, whether or not it's to work on the installation or they live here and play here, that they have a secure environment. Therefore, uh, we just completed the Got Gate construction project, and when uh, that gate opened, you could hear literally and figuratively <laughs> the hoops and hollers of uh, people raising their hands and throwing confetti because they were happy for that south uh, exit to the base and entry to the base. But with that, we shut down the truck gate and therefore made some significant adjustments to the traffic that goes through the Piazza Gate. And, uh, and I tell you, I have uh, have watched, I've listened, uh, we've heard lots of, um, lots of valid constructive feedback for uh, the population that works and uses those particular gates. Had a pre- pretty significant uh, backup um, to the tune of 35 to 45 minutes in some cases of people getting off the installation, which is a major concern for me, right. uh, along with the other commanders that are on the installation. We certainly don't want people having that amount of time to, to exit the base after having worked a full day on the base. Some of that has cleared out, so people have found other ways, other uh, gates, because we have 10 gates across this installation that are open. Mm-hmm. And people have realized that, have drove, driven the extra half mile to get to a different uh, exit point to the gate, to the base. And that's been uh, very good. But the one thing that I want to, if there's one message that I want to make sure we get across right now is that, because uh, the Piazza Gate is the one that people are interested in. They drive by the Piazza Gate, how come I can't exit? Well, what we have to understand is that here in about another 30 to 45 days, that gate is gonna be closed down completely because we're gonna move the construction from the truck gate to the Piazza gate and do the security enhancements there. So I never like to practice pain, but developing right pattern, uh, uh, behavior patterns is important. And we have people who have found different ways to get off the installation, so it's not taking 45 minutes. And the, the worst thing that we could do right now is to make a change that would then drive folks to more frustration uh, here in another 30 to 45 days. So uh, we continue to, to tweak it as necessary, but that's one of the main things that we have going on. Right, awesome. And and it, I think it is important to know, note that um, it is a concern for people who are trying to get off the base and get home to their families and they've been working all day long. Um, but it's also, you know, as you have said, you know, change is progress. and. Uh, so this is all for the benefit of the good later on down the road. I mean, gosh, you go over to the Got Gate and even look at, at the way that all yes. turned out. I mean, it's very futuristic. It's a, it is. This is the Tinker Air Force Base 
type of construction we haven't seen in a while um, as far as what, what that all is, is for. So That's right. You know, people, That's right. People do have a lot of options, though, like you said. They have many different ways, and, and uh, we'll get through it. They do. And, you know, um, as people enter the base, I think it's important to remind folks on the proper way to enter the base. You may not think about it, but we, we almost need a handbook on the things to do and not do when you come up to the gate. Uh, Chief Herb, our command chief, and I go out on a very frequent basis, and we will um, try to understand what the defenders are going through and what the people who are coming onto the installation are, are experiencing as well. Uh, and, and just recently, I was out at the gate and experienced in the lane that I was checking IDs, uh, two people who came up to the gate, and they forgot their cat card. So now, for both of these folks, I, they stated that they didn't realize it until they were already in queue and it was too late for them to turn around. But for those who may remember before they actually get to the gate, I strongly recommend that you turn around before you even get to the gate. Because what happens is someone comes to the gate thinking that maybe they can get through with a valid driver's license, but that won't gain you access to the installation. <laughs> and we're gonna have to execute a turnaround. And the turnaround process has been, uh, is, is one that takes at a minimum of two minutes. So if you think about two minutes of turning somebody around because we need to put stop sticks down, down and then uh, execute that turnaround, hand you your ID back and put you on your way, what was about a six or seven car backup is now stretched to 20 to 25 cars right. and it continues to compound. You do that at a peak time of day and it's gonna extend the amount of time that it takes to get on the installation. So people have to be ready with your ID, uh, have the ID ready, turn down your music, um, if it's raining outside, turn down, the, turn off the windshield wipers as we've talked before, because all of that is going to disrupt the defender who has to make a decision of friend or foe right away. Uh, but that is one thing that we can do to make sure that we, in an expedited manner, gain access to the installation. Right. Awesome. Great points. Um, so we talk about construction and changes. Um, obviously, two of the biggest things that have been happening on this base for a while are within months of completing. Uh, the Air Force was finally able to take hold of its first KC-46A yes. Pegasus aircraft, uh, which sets the wheels in motion for our future mm -hmm. and uh, one of the hangars. And so maybe you can fill us in a little bit on where oh, the, yeah. the hangar construction's at and what's coming up. Yep, so you know the, uh, the landscape here at Tinker is changing. Um, you can see it from I-40. Uh, two big hangars for the KC-46 are, are going up right now. We kind of talked to them in the construction terms the year that the construction was funded. So the FY16 hangar uh, is, is up and just about complete. So by about May to June timeframe of this year, it's the single bay. It will be turned over to the Air Force and be available for us for, for, uh, for use as we see, deem necessary. Um, that's one, and then the second one is the double bay, and that's the big one. That's the, the big hangar that you can see. Um, it has multiple functions for our Air Logistics Complex uh, mission partners that are gonna be doing that maintenance. So that's moving along very well. The taxiway tie-in is now uh, complete. Uh, some, some minor things that'll be, that have to be tweaked once the springtime comes around and, and we can um, uh, do, do some minor tweaks to some of the pavement over there. But by and large, we see that progress continuing to change. Uh, and that is gonna be significant for the base because when it's all said and done, and this, these, these construction projects are gonna continue through FY28. Right. So over $700 million of construction that started in FY15, extended all the way through FY28, that include about 14 different hangars on the outside, software integration labs that are inside of building 9001, the old GM plant. Right. 
huge, significant uh, change for Tinker Air Force Base. 1,300 jobs that have been created awesome. uh, by that new workload that's going to come to us. So we're really excited about the fact that the Air Force took possession up at McConnell, and then a week later they took possession of the first aircraft at Altus Air Force Base. But Tinker can be really proud of it because some 20 months down the, down the line, we will see that first aircraft come here to Tinker for its, uh, its maintenance checkup. Right, that's amazing. It may have been raining outside for most of this month, but the future is pretty bright for us, <laughs> I it. think. You got it. Um, and that also said, um, the new air traffic control tower, uh, with a lot of its safety modifications yeah. and updates, uh, it's, it's looking like an air traffic control yeah. tower out there now. It, it looks all futuristic. I mean, when you see it, uh, it, it's now about to be what they call dried in um, so that they can continue the work on the inside of it. But a stark difference from that 1970s tower that is uh, just uh, to the side of, of the control tower that's being built. It's going to be able to bring us into the 21st century. It's exactly what we need. It's positioned correctly on the airfield. The construction uh, areas for life and safety have been implemented into it. It's got space for training. It is something that we certainly need for air traffic controllers that uh, operate a 365-day, 24-7 operation for our crossing runways. Wow, that is amazing. That is a very important job. Um, so, sir, uh, we've got some very, very big rocks and some busy months coming ahead of us. Uh, when I sat down to look at this, it, it even kind of caught me a little bit off guard with how much really happens here in such a period of time mm -hmm. that all happens under under your guidance and leadership but a lot of people don't know so just within the next four to five months um, our first kc-46 hangar will come online uh, the air traffic control tower will, will be up uh, we'll be rephasing in the gate construction uh, the star spangled salute Air and Space Show is coming up June 1st and 2nd. I mean, yeah, there's enough to make you tired right away just it, talking about it. Exactly. Right? I mean, there's so much movement happening here, and this is all just over the next couple of months. Yeah. So, first of all, uh, none of this happens without the people that we have that work at Tinker who make all of these things uh, go. Uh, lots of folks across the installation that are involved um, in each of these uh, projects that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But um, so the, the hangars that are going up, the air traffic control tower, we've got the construction projects, and then the air show that is going to take place on the 1st and 2nd of June. That pre-planning is going on across the installation. Last year we set a record with 247,000 spectators. I'm sorry, it wasn't last year. It was 2017. Correct. And we do one about every two years. Mm -hmm. So this year we're looking and expecting at least that many and possibly more. Uh, the Blue Angels will be featured this year, so a little bit of a Navy flavor, right. along with several other uh, aerial demonstrations that will be coming uh, coming here to, to Tinker. So we're looking forward to that. The 1st and 2nd of June is going to be a fabulous uh, time um, to, to take advantage and, and do a recruiting opportunity. This is all about the community, giving back to the community so that the community can come onto the base uh, to see our open house and see what we have going on. Good. That's amazing. We're looking forward to that. and. Uh, the uh, weather folks, we're, we're looking to them to give us some, some great weather that weekend, <laughs> although yeah. obviously well out of their control. But We, we uh, certainly remember what happened in 2017. It was, it was uh, clear to a million on the day of, but the two days prior with uh, tornadoes to our south and west, that was not a fun time leading up to the yes. air show. Hopefully we won't mimic that this Let, time. Let's hope so. Yes, sir. And so 
Um, moving on into special observance months. Um, as you know, we celebrate and recognize special observance months uh, all across the Air Force and all across our, our military and government. Um, can you take a, a few moments to reflect on February's special observance that would be Black History Month? Absolutely. You know, uh, we have 10 different observance months uh, or events that we observe throughout the year, federally uh, sanctioned, that we, um, that we do observe. And this, this month is Black History Month. And uh, several programs that are going on throughout the month is a Black History Month lunch that's going to take place uh, on the 21st of February. And I'd encourage anyone to come out. The purpose behind each of these observance months is to make sure that we educate folks about the, the need for diversity. So this particular month, uh, as we celebrate Black History Month, we had um, an organization to come out and feature uh, Charles B. Hall, where our air park on the north side of the base is, uh, is named after. And Charles B. Hall has a, a phenomenal story. You know, he was trained for the Civilian Air Corps um, in, in 1940 when the Selective Service Training and Service Act banned racial discrimination. And he was one of the first 43 African Americans to participate in the training at the Tuskegee Institute, a school founded in Alabama by Booker T. Washington. And the fact that he used to work here at Tinker, so that's the unique tie, both a Tuskegee Airman, a federal employee from right here uh, at Tinker, and he was the first African American to take down enemy aircraft during World War II. He had the first aerial victory in 1943 while flying a P-40 and took down three other enemy aircraft before he was done. I mean, this is, this is history, and then we get to, and we have had the fortune of having his air park um, named after him right, right here. So he was stationed here at Tinker from 49 to 67 and also worked for the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, um, until he died in 1971. So this is just one story about someone who was right here at Tinker and has a unique tie to Tinker. But I think overall, we really just need to pause during this month and appreciate what the diversity, the diversity we have among us and, and make sure that we celebrate that. And we will move on to other observance months throughout the year, but, uh, but Black History Month is, uh, is American history and we should not shy away from it. We should certainly celebrate it. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's great. And we're fortunate to be a part of that. Um, so we can move on to leadership a little bit here, if you don't mind. Some months ago, you and I had the opportunity to sit down and, and we had a conversation and wrote a story about your goals and priorities and, and where you'd like to see the base go in the future. Um, and at the end of that, you shared with me a little bit of your leadership philosophy about own it. I wonder if you wouldn't mind taking a second to, to talk to us about that philosophy. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I think ownership has uh, so many different facets to it. Um, just two quick stories, you know, I, I grew up as an aircraft maintainer, and uh, within aircraft maintenance there's a concept called the Dedicated Crew Chief Program. And the Dedicated Crew Chief Program means that um, it's the person who is the airplane general, if you will, and it kind of takes ownership of the plane right. and gets uh, his or her name put on the side of the plane. And when you have that ownership of an aircraft, such as a dedicated crew chief will, by having that name on the side of the plane, they relate to it. And now they have, they take great pride in making sure that, that plane is mission capable all of the time. So that's a very tangible way, but even beyond the career field of aircraft maintenance, throughout this base, I continue to see people that absolutely own 
everything that's written in their position description. Mm -hmm. Their PD, if they own everything that's in their PD, they're going to do it to the best of their ability. In fact, uh, just recently we handed out a couple of Wildcatter Awards and so for the 72nd Air Base Wing, they're very familiar with it. It's, it's an award that recognizes somebody for the great work that they've done. Right. And in a recent Wildcatter Award, recognized a young man who had gone out and saw a deficit in training for some of his colleagues. So he developed a course to train his colleagues in this unique skill set, pull the folks together, and held the train. He didn't ask for permission. He just went and did it and said, I see a gap. I'm going to go and make this happen so that we can support the rest of the installation. Because if we are trained better in our particular area, we're going to be able to support our customers better, and it's going to make everyone else be more efficient at their jobs. Right. So owning it, I think, is, the, is, is one way that each of us can get in and fit in. We can accomplish our business to the best of our ability, and nobody has to tell us. You know what's written in your position description. You own every single part of it, and then you can take it one or two steps uh, far further. Awesome. Great philosophy, sir. Um, and with that, I, I do thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to sit down and join us once again. Uh, hopefully, we will have one more, at least one more opportunity to do I this. I hope so. Uh, I before, hope so. Before the summer is yeah. out. Thank you for catching this episode of Tinker Talks. What do you want to know? Who do you want to hear from? What do you want to hear? What do you think? We'd love to know. Find us on social media at Tinker Air Force Base.